Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back, guys. We have a really, I think, a very good um, 30-minute podcast for all of you today. The goal of today's podcast is we have really three goals. Number one, we want to motivate you. Number two, we want to educate you. And number three, we want to get you into action. Today's podcast is about reviewing where you are year-to-date, going through the numbers, going through the thinking necessary to you know, be introspective, about what you've done right, what you've done wrong, and then making sure that we're implementing a plan that's going to make it so that you either exceed your goals the second half of this year. Julie, welcome to today's show. Thank you. I think it's going to be a great show as well and something that's very critical that they get done this time of year so that they can reset if necessary. They can ensure that this is going to be, if not the best year, one of the best years they've ever had. You actually have to do that with purpose. So we're going to get to that. But first, I have a quick Uh, Facebook shout out on the private Facebook page for our coaching members only. We have a wonderful little discussion. This was started by Suzanne Barsati Brown about getting her whiteboards done. Whiteboards is something that we do in Premier Coaching about visual accountability. It absolutely works. It's almost scary how well it works. She was getting stuck in analysis paralysis and one of her fellow coaching members kind of saved the day. Jason Lane Garrison posted his picture of his wipe off boards as a great example and he did them absolutely textbook as we teach in the treasure map and of course in premier coaching and elite coaching five wipe off boards for closed for leads for actives active buyers active listings and of course pendings so that you can at a glance know what it is that's going on in your business it's kind of like when the doctor takes the chart off of the bed or used to before it was all computerized at a glance they saw what's going on with the patient are they alive or dead? What do they need? What do their vital signs look like? You've got to have that in front of you in real estate. Instead of having to dig it out of a spreadsheet, you walk in and your wipe-off boards tell you exactly what's going on. I can tell by looking at Jason's boards, he needs more listings, but he has closed a lot of transactions. He's got a lot of leads, but right now he's got to get back into the listing game. And throughout the year, that changes. It's one of the reasons why we're doing this half-year look back. So that's a good segue to get started if you're ready. Yeah, shoot. Do you have anybody you'd like to acknowledge or anything like that, or you just want to get right into the just contact? Just those guys. It's fine. Yep. Hey. Yep. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Let's run. Okay. Let's do right. it. So <laughs> half yearly review, and you can certainly do this quarterly. It doesn't have to be a certain date to do this. Let's just get into review mode. So the big question, are you on track, ahead, or behind in the areas that matter? Point number one, did you actually have written and posted goals when the year began? If so, what were they? How are you doing on those goals? If not, now is the time to reset your mindset and commit to making the rest of of the year matter. So you're either somebody who is checking on the goals you stated, or you are still, for some reason, this point in the year, goalless. Either way, we're going to reset. So one of the ways you can do that is to dust off your real estate treasure map. Most of you already have that. It's a time that you just want to reset that because probably you have accomplished a lot of those goals. Go back, revamp it, and we're going to show you how to do that. So 
Point number two, assess what matters most first when you do your mid-year introspection. So in your real estate practice, what matters most? Profit. Are you on track ahead or behind with regards to profit on these specific areas? Your savings goals, your debt payoff goals. Again, all of this was covered in your real estate treasure map. Your investment goals. Are you ahead or at least caught up on taxes? And big picture investments like rental properties, 529 plans, et cetera. So are you on track, ahead, or behind? If you are halfway through the year and you have less savings, for example, than you started the year with, why is that? And what are we going to do about it? Paying off debt. This is the part of the treasure map where we talk about, it's called my financial picture, and it leads you to having some financial goals. How are you doing on that? Are you on track, ahead, or behind? And then point number three, after you've done things to do with money, we expand using the goals in five areas of life. Are you on track ahead or behind regarding your family goals? These are the five areas, family, financial, physical, spiritual, educational. Some of these are easier to assess than not. Physical, well, you could ask yourself, are you, do you weigh more or less than you did when you started the year? Did you have a New Year's resolution to start working out and eating more healthy? Were you specific enough on that plan that you actually took action or do you figure you'll just set the next New Year's resolution six months from now and maybe we'll deal with it next year? Anything you want to add to these things, Tim? I mean, we can tear apart as much as you want for each of these goals. Um, well, yeah. So if you guys are finding us uh, mentioning anything that maybe is uh, <laughs> hitting home with you, like Julie just mentioned, the weight one, um, I'm going to give you two quick suggestions. Remember, we're business coaches. Our job is to help you become the best version of you as a real estate salesperson as possible and help you to earn a profit. And with that profit, you become rich where your money works for you. You no longer have to work for your money. But we are also believers that in order to accomplish that goal, you probably, well, you definitely need to also be working on your body. Two great books for you guys to read. Well, actually, two great things for you to do. One, seriously consider joining your local Orange Theory Fitness, and if there isn't one, join something that's similar to that. Um, you know, they do a fantastic job. They really do. You don't have to be some jock to join. Matter of fact, most people to join aren't. They become jocks if they stick with it after about six months. But yeah, there you go, Orange Theory Fitness. And there's a great book that we strongly suggest all of you read. Julie, the name of it is. The Big Fat Surprise, and the author's last name is hard to spell, so just put it into Amazon. It's easy to find. The Big Fat Surprise. Very interesting. I, thought, I found that quite fascinating, and it ties right into your physical goals. And remember, when you're really great on your physical goals, it absolutely transfers over to your fiscal goals, meaning your money goals, because it's the same discipline. It's really hard. You're working out every day and you're taking good care of yourself and you're watching what you eat and you know, you're being really great at that. It's almost impossible to kind of suck at the money part. I don't know why that is. Tim, you and I talked about that over the weekend, that there's something to just the discipline part of it that you know, it's like when coaches become coaches. It's really hard to not talk to your own center of influence when you're coaching somebody else to do it. There's a level of accountability that comes with that discipline. So by being better at your physical aspects, you are kind of secretly getting better at the financial as well. And by the same standpoint, when you're saving regularly, when you're socking money away to stay up on your taxes, then being unaccountable to how you look physically becomes incongruent with the discipline that you're following in every other aspect of life.
Hopefully that makes sense. So go through the list, goals in five areas of life, and ask yourself, what were the things that I stated at the beginning of the year when I put together my, either my 90-day massive action plan, my treasure map, my New Year's resolutions? What did I state was very important to me, was critical that I'm going to do this year? And am I on track ahead or behind? Maybe you're actually ahead on some of your savings goals. That's a good time to recalibrate what are you going to do with that savings? Do you need to continue to pay things off? Are you looking like you've got lots of savings but you actually haven't paid any taxes so it's not real savings? That's why we do this half year look back. Educational. Some of you have been listening to the podcast for years and at the end of every podcast you say, you know what, I wonder what it would be like to be a premier coaching client and learn some of this stuff even beyond what I'm getting on the podcast and actually put together something like your pre-listing package. That falls into the educational aspect, but it also directly affects you financially because you'll be building your confidence, you'll be taking more appointments, you'll feel like doing more business when you know you've got that covered. So these different areas of life do touch each other in many different ways. Spiritual goals, that means different things for different people. Are you on track or headed or behind? If you're feeling like you're off in that category somehow, that maybe for you it just means 20 minutes of meditation to keep your marbles in your head every day. Maybe that's a huge difference. And because you're not doing that consistently, everything else seems a little bit off. It all touches each other. Would you agree with that, Tim? Yeah, definitely. You know, and I don't understand why it works that way either. And you guys will find that we don't spend a lot of time trying to understand why things work. We just acknowledge what works and tries to do more of it. So That's spending it. time trying to figure out why something works falls into the category of mental masturbation. And it's too easy to meander into the, you know, the woo-woo mindset stuff. I strongly encourage you guys not to overly worry about why something works when it works. Just keep doing it. <laughs> don't slow down to wonder why. Just keep doing it. Do more of it and get better at whatever it is that you're doing that works. Bottom line, Jules? Keeping it simple. That's right. So point number four, back to the introspection here, what are you currently the most proud of from the past six months? What are you the most proud of, and how did you do that? Maybe for the first time ever, you started just simply answering the phone instead of sending everybody to voicemail. That's something you'd want to continue. What are you most proud of? Maybe it's the first time you've ever had any real savings in your life. And you're going to want to not just keep that, but add to it. Maybe you have been going to Orange Theory Fitness. It's one of the things I'm most proud of for the past, I don't know, I think we're on month nine since we started. How did you do mm. that? Well, consistency, showing up, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. You can apply that thought to many aspects of life. But what are our listeners most proud of from the past six months? And how did you do it? So using that thought, we're going to future pace you into the next six months, point number five. Let's say it's December 31st, and you're looking back over the whole year. What are you the most proud of, and how did you get there? And you can't repeat what you're already most proud of for the first six months. We're gonna, of course, we have that, but we're going to add to that. What are the things that you're going to look back at and say, you know what, I feel absolutely fantastic about that. I can't believe that I got that done that I took care of that thing that I'd been avoiding for so long. How did you get there? Different things for different people, but it helps to think about that December 31st, getting ready for the next new year, getting ready for more resolutions. What are you the most proud of, and how'd you do it? The how'd you do it part, by the way, forces you to get into your action steps, which is point number six. What steps must you take now in order for you to create those things which you'll be most proud of? What do you have to stop doing what must you start doing? 
Some of that is literally the actions that you're doing or not doing. Some of it is what's going on in your head. Anything you want to add to that, Tim? No. I think you said it perfectly. So point number seven, what are you resisting that holds you back? And it's interesting to look at this whole, there's a saying, you know, whatever you resist persists. And so many of you guys subconsciously think that you don't really know what to do to move forward to get to that next level. But when put on the spot, we play this game with the coaches sometimes. What if this was not just, you know, how are you going to get there and you get to have some excuses? Well, I don't really know what to do. But instead, we said, you're going to win a million bucks when you just figure this particular thing out. Like, let's say that you've got to get to your magic number of listings, and that number is 10 at all times, and you're at five. If you had to get the next five within, say, a week to 10 days, what would you do? You know what to do. Why do you resist it? Is it laziness? Is it because you don't want to believe that it works? Is it because you're afraid of the success that you know will come when you do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level? What are you resisting that's holding you back? It could be many different things. It's a call of introspection. And point number eight, when this may be the resistance point for some of you listening, does your current schedule actually reflect your goals? What needs to change in order for that to be true? So if your current goals require you to maintain 10 listings, not the same ones all year long, we lather, rinse, repeat, and replace them as they sell, of course, but if that's required, and yet if I were to follow you around and look at your schedule, and it has little to no actual lead generation, it just has maybe taking care of referrals and repeat business as they come, which is not a plan because you can't tell me when it's going to happen. You can't really claim that the 10 listings at all times, which are related to the goals that you say are important to you, I would question how important they are if your current schedule doesn't actually reflect that. Versus the agent, you know, Jeb Blunt did an interesting um, study on this. The difference between top salespeople and everyone else is that the top salespeople are actually on the phone between 30 and 40 hours a week doing lead follow-up and outbound prospecting and things of this nature versus the average salesperson who says that they do that and yet are on the phone for less than four hours per week. That's a reflection of if your current schedule reflects your goals or not. Maybe it does on some days, but not on others. That means you're just following the plan now and then. Some of you don't actually get into action until, and this is a, a perfect example, right? I, I see lots of examples of wipe-off boards at this, when the months change. Some of you guys don't get into action until that last batch of closings settles at the end of the month, and then you look and, oh my gosh, my leads have dried up and I don't have that many listings, so now I gotta get back at it. That's the feast and famine. When you follow the schedule that is based on your goals and based on doing profitable things, dollar productive work, when you do it every day, it's so much easier than only doing it when you feel a panic attack. I think you'd agree with that, right, Tim? I mean, we hear this all the time. Emails, voicemail, you know, Facebook postings. So the schedule has to You know, to it's interesting, Joy. What this all goes back to, and we talked about this on our uh, Harris Certified Coach uh, call we did today, is this all goes back to this mystical thing called motivation. Would you agree? I mean, isn't that what we're kind of circling around with all these specific Definitely. things when you're looking at what you accomplished so far this year and what you're going to accomplish the second half of this year? The problem with you guys, many of, well, you know what, humans in general, right, is that we have this innate desire to make shit that's simple really complicated, 
I don't know why. I honestly don't know why. I posed this question to the group of our certified coaches this morning, and I asked them, you know, a great coaching question would be mid-year, right, and, and say an agent that basically claims they want to take listings or just whatever it is. Let's just focus on the listings thing because it's easier for everyone to understand. And you made a game of it. Next 30 days, if you take five listings, it's a game, right? It's a competition. It's a game show. It's whatever it is just to kind of set the mental and emotional stage so they can receive the information. So next 30 days in the month of July, the game is you have to take five new listings. And some of you listening, I realize it's no big deal. You do it every day. I get it. But just adjust accordingly. If five is easy, maybe 20 is not. So whatever. Whatever your number is. So if you had to take five new listings in the month of July, how would you do it? And remember, when you take the five listings, you actually will earn you, – you'll win a million dollars. You've got 30 days to take five listings. How are you going to do it? So when Julie's talking about – and she posed the question to you guys, like what do you want to be looking back upon having accomplished in the last six months – um, or better yet, maybe, think about this. What do you want to be looking back upon in December, looking back on your previous 12 months and having been the most proud of? What are the three to five things you want to be most proud of? Chances are, if you learn to be a really kick-ass listing agent, and let's say between now and the end of the year you set the goal of not just taking five listings, but say 25 or 30 or, again, adjust accordingly, and you accomplish that goal – Here's what's going to happen. In the act of learning how to have the discipline of accomplishing that goal, you're going to have accomplished a hell, hell of a lot of other goals too. You will have paid off debt. You will have essentially you know, probably um, put enough stakes in the freezer, a.k.a. savings. You'll have done a bunch of other things too. In the act of actually learning how to become a powerful listing agent and list 15 or 20 houses. In any market, I don't care how much of a seller's market it is, you can list in the remaining months of this year, you can list pretty much the number of homes you set your mind to if you're willing to do the work and set your mind to learning how to go after the listings. There's tons of them out there. So you guys say there's no listings for sale, and yet in your marketplace, how many houses closed this month? Those were all listings. They just weren't your listings probably, right? Oh, Tim, there's no listings for sale. Okay, well, how many closings happened in your MLS this past, you know, the past month? Well, 7,000. Well, that was 7,000 listings that sold, right? So I guess there were some listings out there. You just didn't go after them. Now, when you ask the question, you pose it in the game, right? Take five in the next 30 days, uh, and you win a million dollars. What happens all of a sudden, almost magically, is that you cut through your own Mickey Mouse, and you start realizing that you know how to go after them. You know what you had to do. You know you, what you would have to do. You just don't want to do it. Now, some of you will say, oh, Tim, I don't have a problem doing the work. I just don't know how to do it. Okay, I buy that. So you guys don't know how to do it. So then the, to really feel long-term motivation, what you do is you create, like say, a plan for the next 30 days to take five listings. So I'll give you a great plan. Ready? You writing this down? Number one, I want you to write it down, five listings in July. Number two, I want you to um, decide right now, tell me who it is, What's the quickest way for you to get in front of sellers that have their hands up in the air right now to want to sell their houses? What's the quickest way? Who are the people, sellers, in your marketplace who have, house, who have an immediate need to sell their home and they're not make, keeping it a secret? Are they people in your neighborhood that you're going to direct mail to? No. Are they people you're going to you know, post Facebook ads to? No. 
Are they people you're going to – you guys get the point? All of you are doing this passive stuff, and that's the reason you're not making enough money or you're just getting by. Or that feeling you have, that omnipresent feeling of stress and anxiety, it comes from not being proactive about going after your business. It'd be kind of like you guys sitting in the, you know, this naked – what is Julie? What's that silly show? Naked and Afraid or whatever it is, you know, where they're set in the <laughs> yeah, middle of some sort right. of godforsaken spider-infested island. Yeah. And they're, you know, and they're given yep. like a loincloth and like a rubber band, and they're supposed to survive for a month. I don't <laughs> – yeah. yeah. No, they're even given a bat, Julie. They have to get their own bat. But like, and and so what do they do? The first thing they do is they have to figure out how to basically go get their own food. Imagine how what would happen to the person if they're naked and afraid, sitting on this spider-infested island, and they just sit there waiting for you know a steak dinner to drop in their laps. They would die. That's what happens to your business when you're just waiting around, waiting for somebody just to drop a lead in your lap. Oh, hold on, Tim. I'm a premier agent with Zillow. I'm getting buyer leads. Well, no, you're not. You're just waiting around naked and afraid, hoping that the lead that just came in is going to have some viability that you're going to be able to run with it. Oh, and by the way, that same lead probably just got sold to five other agents. And then those five other uh, – and then that same buyer lead also probably also went on five other sites. And now actually that uh, buyer's information been sold to like 50 other agents. Good. Good luck converting that into a buyer. Oh, did I tell you it wasn't a real buyer in the first place? It was just somebody who was screwing around on the Internet last night. You guys get the point? So if you want that feeling to go away, you're going to have to learn how to be a proactive uh, lead generator in your marketplace right now. Who are the sellers? They have their hands in the air. They have to sell their houses. The list is long. Why aren't you going after them? Why aren't you going after them? Because you don't know how to? Okay. Because you don't want to? Okay. Well, then that tells me that you probably don't want to succeed at this business despite what you say. Because to be successful at anything, if you want to lose weight, you're going to have to change what you eat, and you're going to have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, or what we call Orange Theory Hell. You're going to have to do it if you actually want to get the benefit from it. Why do you think this is any different? Because somebody's trying to sell you some raw, raw BS? And making you believe that you can somehow magically bring you the opportunity through your mindset and your thoughts? Guys, that's a gimmick. Don't you realize that? Don't you realize anything other than action is a gimmick? Don't you realize that anything, all the things that you don't want to do in your business, that's where your growth needs to be. That's where you're going to find your greatest levels of success every single time in every aspect of your life. So, yes, we're talking about unrepresented owners, FISBOs. We're talking about expireds. We're talking about notice of defaults. Oh, there's no notice of defaults in my market, Tim. I'm in New York City, and there's no – oh, you want to bet? Go and look to see how many notice of defaults there are, and you will be stunned how many there are. Oh, hold on, Tim. I'm in San Francisco. There's no notice of defaults. Yeah, there are. We have clients out there that work them. There are droves of ways to generate listing leads. You don't have to buy them. You just have to get them, and then you have to know what to say. That's right. You have to prospect them. You have to do the real work of being a sales professional. Hey, here's the good part. Nobody else does it. You know, Relatively speaking, everybody else is going to want to run Facebook ads and do direct mail and wait around for the steak to show up in their lap as they're you know, laying nicely on their loincloth. That's where everyone else is. So very few people are going to realize I need to go out and figure out how to basically do my own proactive hunting. You'll be one of those people, and you won't, you, know, you won't die. Your business won't fail. So this is really how it is. There's no middle ground with any of this, guys. When you learn to be a proactive lead generator, now here's what happens. I talked about motivation. When you're in the act of learning how to go about taking those five listings in the next 30 days, 
you will feel motivated because success is the progressive realization of a worthwhile goal or objective. You will feel motivated as you see yourself moving forward. So here's your drill down plan. You want to take five listings in the next 30 days. I want you to contact five people on the phone, not passively, not texting, not Facebooking, not any of these other things, on the phone or in person, just as good, if not better. And no, I'm not talking about just listen, just sold, or circle prospecting or knocking on cold doors. That does not count. I want you to go to the people that already have houses to sell. This is just common sense. Don't make it so damn hard. And I want you to say what we ask you to say as part of you know, being a premier coaching client. If you contact five people. Now, who do you contact? You're going to all want to contact your centers of influence and past clients first. I get that. Not a great source if you're looking for now business. It just isn't because those people don't have their hands in their air wanting to sell. Do I tell we suggest are we suggesting you don't contact them? Of course not. You do. But if you really want to take five listings in the next 30 days, you can start every day by maybe one or two centers of influence and past clients, but you still have to go after five real opportunities. Those would be for sale by owners in some markets, expireds in some markets. Those would be, again, I said notice defaults. Those would be probate listings. Those would be the list goes on and on and on. You contact those people, use our scripts, use our techniques, and if you do it every single day, you will be, if you've never done this work before, scared, nervous, all those emotions that you've been avoiding having to deal with, those will visit you, but as you're in the action of doing it, they will slowly start to have less of an effect on you. You will let them go. They will leave you. They'll go to some other agent, <laughs> cause them chaos, but you will be free of them. Well, are you, will you ever like prospecting? Probably not. Who cares? Do it anyway. Like going to the gym. Like doing most things in life. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So if you're lacking motivation right now, mid-year, and that's your excuse for not moving forward, I just gave you a way to shift your thinking so that you can take personal responsibility for your lack of motivation. But what are most of you going to do? You're going to look for something external to motivate you. And by external, I mean some sort of guru. How many of you right now are planning on listening, going to some guru, and hopefully that's, oh, holy, oh, no, no, no. I go to this guru, they're going to, you know, absolutely recharge my batteries and I'm going to come back and I'm going to feel great and I'm going to do all those things I knew I was supposed to do but I wasn't doing in the first place and that no you won't you know how I know because you know that you won't already because you've done that before you've done it a bunch of times before and it never works why does it never work because you don't walk away with an actual actual plan or the plan that you get they're given is not designed or will never uh, put money in your pocket very quickly. That's the reason people that you generally, everyone that I know of, except Julie and I, like to give you guys things to think about, like to have you do things that will not cause you stress because it's easier from a presenter's perspective, that's us, to not ask you to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. It's easier for us as presenters to tell you stuff that, you know, is easy. Do a direct mail campaign. Go on Facebook, like 10 posts a day. Do a, this or the other thing. You'll be like, oh, shit, I can do that. You will then feel like you have a plan. You will come home from whatever event it is. You'll start doing those things. It will be the end of the year, and you will not move the needle for you financially. Matter of fact, 
you might actually have moved in the wrong direction. That's what happens because you are still procrastinating doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. Isn't this common sense? Don't you feel like it's common sense? Don't you internally know what I'm saying is true? So stop looking for the easy button, guys. Stop looking for the shiny bullet. There always will be and you know, always have been people that will try to sell you shortcuts because the human ego wants to believe that there's an easy way to not have to do what, they don't want to do, what it doesn't want to do and it doesn't want to do at the highest level. Everybody thinks like that. Guys, you heard what I just said. And I think like that. I intuitively am looking for shortcuts. All of us do it. But I know from experience and from coaching from my own life that there are no such things. And anybody that's trying to sell me one, 100% of the time, it's a con. So do yourself a favor. Just say, in the next six months, my goal is to, and write down the goals in each of the categories of life, and then focus primarily on the physical goal and a financial goal. And when you do, all the other things will fall in the line, alignment. So here, here's, here's the setting of the stage. It's at the end of the year. Julie and I are going to be doing an event for Elite Pacific in um, Hawaii. You guys are all invited to come. So there it is. That's for real. Everyone's invited. And I want to hear from you saying, listen, Tim, I listened to your podcast, Julie and your podcast in July. And you asked me this question. Here's my answer. Here's the question. From the previous 12 months, what are the, you know, maybe three to five things that you're most proud of having accomplished? What were the things you were most proud of having accomplished in the first six months of this year, listeners? Some of you have nothing. Some of you have one or two things, and that's fantastic. But what are the things that you really want to be proud of yourself for having accomplished? If you want to know how to be motivated, it's stay in this wavelength. It's stay on this track. It's staying in the idea that you want to do the heavy lifting so that you can have a celebratory moment six months from now. You are the person that's willing to stay in the coal mine until they're actually able to fill their pail with coal, and then they can come out. Most people don't even think of going in the coal mine. They think it's too much work. That's kind of a, a way to think about the nature of actually doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. If you don't like coal mines, call it a gold mine. It doesn't really matter. You have to go down in the mine and you have to, with your pickaxe and you have to get your required amount of gold before you're allowed to come out. What do most people do? They don't go in the mine in the first place. You know, If they do go down there, they don't stay in very long. If they do stay in there for longer than most, then they don't stay in it long enough to actually get the result. That's life. That's why the more successful you become doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, you'll find it gets easier because so few people are willing to do that. It's kind of a little dichotomy of life. Listen, guys, if you need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Julie's going to post the notes from today's podcast on the website, TimAndJulieHarris.com. If you guys need us for anything at, uh, at all, ever, again, email us directly. Remember, if you have not had your free coaching call, if that's what you need because you're mid-year and you're looking for some direction, do consider going to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do, we will give you uh, six free books, a digital book, so you don't have to wait for them to arrive, and uh, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate and also Real Estate Treasure Map are our two favorite ones, so start there. In the meantime, if you guys need us for anything, please email us. 
We are going to be doing the show live all week, despite the fact there's a holiday. So we're doing what we don't want to do, and we don't want to do it at the highest level, because we know a lot of you are as well. And we want to make sure you know that we care about your success, even during the holidays. Have a great week, guys. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.